Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tannen. What to do, baby? Yeah, you know, Eagles are at it again. Um, Howie doing Howie, making one signing, which was okay. And then, um, wait, he's bringing Joe Flacco to town for a visit? Could Pretty be. dope, right? Could be. Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl winner, yes. And I heard he has a sick arm, and he definitely still cares about football. I heard <laughs> that. Maybe he thinks that if he can't get Nick Foles, why not get another Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback? Oh, Who's, wait. No, he still can get Nick Foles, and he's rumored to be trying. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I get it, but, like yeah, – I mean, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would want Nick Foles. I'd probably want, like, a guy – Probably like a younger guy, but like who's still been around a little bit. I don't know, but we'll see. Well, what we happens. can we can we can get into the whole uh, kit and caboodle, everything that's going on. Uh, we got to talk draft coming up. Uh, some news with Kyle Pitts came out um, about his speed and things like that. Yep. Um, so that might change the draft board up. So I do want to get into that and see where we could be sitting. Um, with the Sixers, um, they're six and one heading into a West Coast road trip without Joel Embiid. Am I correct in that? That's correct. Yeah, they, they're playing really well without him. Uh, I'm really surprised, uh, but we'll get into it. Like I said, um, yeah, but uh, they're playing well. I, I I think if they can continue this momentum, I, I think that everything will be okay. Um, however, I do want to discuss a potential trade that I like. Okay. Um, as we get into the podcast, as it might be a hot take, and I don't think you'll like it too much. All right, we'll see. But um, the problem with me and hot takes is I kind of fight them until the end, even if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, to to a certain point, I I can convince people that I'm right, even though I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And then convince them that it's their fault in the end. <laughs> so you have a very convincing, uh, you know, you're just very convincing with your points. I mean, they make sense most of the time. Um, you know, some of them are just irrational hatred. Yeah, I mean, given that we talk every day, uh, you know, you you come out with me some hot takes, but you're very good at convincing, which could can be good and bad, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I convinced you to hate Gabe Kapler. I wasn't convinced you to hate Brett Brown. Not really convinced. It just took time with me. I always like to give guys, you know, is the benefit of the doubt. Like All right. They're newer. Uh, but, yeah, Gabe Kapler, I hate him. Brett Brown. I don't hate Brett Brown. I mean, he just didn't. No, I don't hate Brett Brown either. I just wanted him out of town. Yeah. Like, actually, I, like, I hate Gabe Kapler, though. But, but, like, Brett Brown isn't on the island. I just wanted right. him out of town. Exactly. You know, Gabe Kapler, oh, he got a one-way ticket. <laughs> oh, man. yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's running for president of that island. Yeah, actually, you know, the future island is going to be California because it's going to be broken off from the country anyway in, what, like a billion years or so? So, yeah. yeah. We'll be long gone by then, so. Yeah, I mean, Gabe Kapler's soul will forever live in California. That is true. Uh, yeah, but uh, moving forward, the Flyers. Uh, Shane Gossesbear. Uh, I don't know if you heard his quote. I want to talk about it. That was ridiculous. I did. Um, yes. Uh, the team is playing horribly. They haven't won a back-to-back game since the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter Hart. God, kid, come on. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I hate to blame the kid, but he's not playing well. Nah, nah he's got to take it because he deserves the blame. Like when when he screws up, he's got to take it. Uh, moving forward, he's not the only problem. The defense is just letting up so many shots a night, and that's yep. not an excuse for him. He should be stopping some of these shots. He looks out of position. Uh, he looks a little too low sometimes. It, it seems like the top shelf's always open. Uh, there's and his puck handling's just been bad. So th- there really is a lot going into it. Um, and losing nine nothing to the Rangers. For God's sake, I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. Yeah, man, they go to your uh, patent. They went back to your patent pending dead fish, man. It was uh, it was brutal. They scored seven goals in one period. Seven. That's embarrassing. You know, some teams are happy to score nine goals in three games total. Right. But sheesh. Yeah. It's not looking good right now, man. Mm. All right. And then let's move on to my favorite thing in the world, March Madness, where we got our Villanova Wildcats. Advancing to the Sweet 16 after taking down Winthrop, who was 23-1 and and touted as this team that's going to murder Villanova and uh, how they're never, ever, ever going to beat Winthrop. Yeah, but remember when Seth Davis said they were going to win? Yeah, I remember when Jay Bylas said it, too. And Jay Bylas is a Nova homer. Yeah. But, uh, hey, man, they can play both games and... They're moving on to Sweet 16 against a yeah. tough, tough Baylor team. I think it's a really tough matchup. They're both really good shooting teams. I think what it's going to come down to is who's hitting their shots. That's right. really it. Um, Nova played Baylor earlier in the year. So. We'll see. <sighs> They're one, though. I don't know. It's a... Uh... It, what, what are your what's your origin what's your first thought that's going to happen? Uh, I think it'll be a close game. I think Baylor's defense will. Um, they're just they're so good defensively. Uh, both of their guards are not guard. Uh, two of their guys are up for Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know it's rare. You know you have one guy, let alone two, up for the up, the, up for Defensive Player of the Year. So, um. Yeah, man, they they they, uh, they play terrific defense and uh, they shoot the three really well. So, you know, if Nova can hit their threes, I think they'll hang with them. Um, you know, I'm also losing track of my years because Villanova played Baylor last year. Uh, well, I mean, they kind of these two last years kind of mixed together, but yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, but I mean, Villanova has looked really good these past two games, so. You know, and uh, Jay Wright, you know, he loves to he loves the scatter report. Uh, he loves to be prepared. So, you know, they'll do their research. They'll look at they'll look at film and uh, they'll come out prepared. If there's a guy that I trust in this city to really put together a game plan after a week and, uh, yeah, you know, and it looks like the Villanova team is getting hot at the right time. Yeah. At the end of the season, they were struggling, but they're without Gillespie. They're without more. looks like Jay Wright's really come out and uh, change the game plan. And I do want to talk about that going into this Baylor game. And I also want to analyze the rest of the tournament because this has been one hell of a show this year. Yeah, 
it's crazy, man. How many, how many upsets? Oral Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Oral, Oral Roberts. Roberts. Who would have thought? I mean, Abilene Christian. Yeah. They lost, but still. Yeah. Ohio beat. Uh, who they? Oh, they beat Virginia. Yeah, man. There, there was a lot. Beat Michigan, for example. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, it's a lot of a lot of surprise. I mean, this has been this has been a good one so far. We're not even, you know, we're not even to the Sweet 16 fully yet. So, oh, I'm excited. All right. Well, you know, I think we have someone to thank, Chip. Yeah. Uh, that person to thank is our sponsor during this tournament season. Take care of your hair and balls and your holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Performance Package to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com using code PHL for our exclusive offer. Your bracket isn't supposed to be perfect, but with the Manscaped performance package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes are. You know, speaking of nose hair, there was this kid I knew in college. Just I, I had one of the most punchable faces in the world. Mm. And honestly, do you know why it was a punchable face? Why is that? These long, disgusting nose hairs Ugh. that just bothered me, man. It was like you can't look someone in the face without seeing these. God, it was like. It was like a mustache growing out of it. It was gross. I wanted to hand him a nose hair trimmer. And, and you know what? With Manscaped, I would have. I would have just given it to him and said, go to the bathroom, come back. And you know what? If I thought it was hideous, what do you, what do you think a woman thought? That's true. So I'm just saying. And this is where the Manscaped performance package would have come in handy for him. And it's why it's the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and number one overall seed this season. Can you tell the rest of the world why it is the number one overall? Well, it includes in this package, it's the Weed Whacker Ear Nose Hair Trimmer. It provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? This amazing bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. It checks every box for a Final Four run. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine and keep your keep you fresh and ready for anything. Get the performance package now to receive th- their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Talk about comfort, the boxers are my favorite. Another favorite of mine are the crop other crop mop wipes. Cool and refreshing ball, butt, and body wipes to, for peak male hygiene and extra care where it matters most. Manscaped has also partnered with the GOAT, Alex Caruso, and Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to, test, excuse me, to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in, me, in men ages 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. 
Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy during the dance. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. I got nothing left. What you say, Chippy? Do that Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. I wish every Eagles fan a great day, and I wish Howie Roseman a miserable day. No, no injury, no pain, no nothing like that. Just a sad day. No, no tragedy, no nothing like that. Just wake up kind of like glum. That's it. Just a slight inconvenience. I want him to be slightly inconvenienced all the time to the point where it never feels truly normal, but never anything truly horrible. Just enough so I don't have to feel bad about it. Okay, that's oddly specific. Um, yeah. So you hate you hate Howie Roseman is what you're getting at. Um, you know, Jeffrey Lurie ain't, ain't out of the woodworks either, man. Yeah. Just letting you know, he's kind of um, the reason this is all happening in the first place. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, but hey, you know, could be worse. I mean, it we could have traded our quarterback that had a thirty what four million dollar cap. Oh wait. Oh yeah, crap. We did that. Yeah, we did do that, and and we could well it, at least we got two first round picks. Oh wait, we didn't. Mm. Well, at least um, we have Jeffrey. Oh wait, we don't have him. I mean, at well, least we got um. At least we have DK. Oh wait. Oh uh, wait, we don't have him either. At least we have Devontae Ad. Oh no. Well, I mean, listen. At least we're probably going to get Kyle Pitts. Not anymore. I and mean, we still bite. Listen, he ran outdoors, electronically timed. Apparently, he ran a four point four eight, four four six actually, four four six. Yep. Even better. So when he goes inside and there's absolutely amazing conditions inside and oh. there's no wind, nothing like that, he, he's definitely going to run like a 4.3 something, right? Uh, who knows? But, I mean, that is that is very impressive. I just, I'm going to say that. He's 250 pounds, Chip. <laughs> and he's like 6'5", I think. Yeah, that's... um. I don't know. I mean, two hundred and fifty I mean, pound man. Yep. Running a four four six outdoors. The four four six alone is impressive. Yeah. But, but like, okay, maybe I was wrong about Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, listen, it, it, again, I've said this before. If you're going to take him, right, it depends on what you do with him. Now, 
like, okay, so let's say you put Kyle Pitts at wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say he is a wide receiver coming out. He's not, he's not listed at tight end. He's listed wide receiver. Is he better than Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle? Uh, yeah, uh, at the weight that he's at, that's more along the lines of a uh, guess who. What player would that remind you of? I mean, 240-250. I don't know. I mean, I guess Calvin Johnson comes to mind. Uh, who's another big guy that the Eagles missed out on? Oh, well, DK Metcalf. But there you go, Tiger. Yeah, I mean, he's not the athlete that DK Metcalf is, but he's still a damn good one. So, again, if you're going to put him at outside, which I don't know if the Eagles will. I think I think they see him as – I don't know what they do. They do. They'll probably mix him, mix him as both, which if it was my guess, they would mix him at being outside and inside at tight end because uh, we have seen the elector on two tight ends. I don't know about Nick Sirianni. I don't know what he wants to do offensively. Um, I think when he was with Indianapolis, they ran uh, 12 personnel a lot, so – you know, we'll see. I mean, again, I wouldn't be if if Jamar Chase is there. I've said this. I said this two weeks ago when when we recorded last. Um, if Jamar Chase is there, you you cross everyone out. If if he's there, no ifs, ands, or buts. You put your card in. Jamar Chase's name is on it. But if Jamar Chase is gone, then you know, then then things get interesting for me at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I mean, this, this is, this is big, man. This could be a four, four, six for, for, like you said, a guy who's six, six to 50. I mean, you just don't see that a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, uh Nick Foles yeah, needs someone to throw to, I mean, Jalen hurts needs <laughs> someone to throw to. Like, yeah, he does remind me of DK a little bit just because they're they're very big. Um, but DK Metcalf was always a wide receiver. Um, and DK, DK ran a 4-3. So, you know, and I know, you know, I know things are different. I know he ran outside. Um, and it was, you know, it's an unofficial time. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's still a fantastic athlete. So, I think people will be less mad now knowing that he can run a four, four, six. I think, I think, I think more people will be on board. Well, see here, here's another thing too. Um, I was listening to Mike Missanelli today and they said that, Oh, Atlanta seems to be falling for him. Why would Atlanta take him? <laughs> Atlanta needs a quarterback bad. I mean, yeah, they Matt do. Ryan's only got a couple years left at the most. Yes. But, I agree with that. I think they should take quarterback, but I think Atlanta thinks that Matt Ryan could still be the guy. Um, no disrespect to him. No, still no, got no. An arm, but like, yeah, no, he, <sighs> he, they restructured his deal, which is why I think most people are like, okay, maybe they won't take quarterback. Mm-hmm. So if they don't, I mean, Kyle Pitts could be, I mean, they well, don't really need receiver. They, I mean, they have obviously Julio and Calvin Ridley. Um, I mean, they could take a third receiver, but they don't really have a tight end. I mean, Hayden Hurst is okay, but Hayden really Hurst, have... no, 
Hayden Hurst was the worst fantasy tight end ever. Don't draft him. <laughs> Hayden Hurst uh, screwed me a number of times. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he's an okay tight end, but uh, he's no Kyle Pitts. So, I mean, that would be a very intriguing option for Atlanta. I mean, that, they because they already have a pretty good offense. They, they, you know, they score a lot of points. They're just their defense is horrible. Um, but I mean, if they had Kyle Pitts on that team, that's that's a, that's still a dynamic offense. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, also, if the Eagles fail to get Kyle Pitts, I think that means that if he does move up that much, I think that means that we're going to land Jamar Chase, which is what I want still. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it depends on what happens. I mean, I know, I, th- I think for sure one and two are going to be like, – like the Jets maybe could be a quarterback – Obviously, one is going to be Trevor Lawrence. No, if oh the Jets, no the Jets are going quarterback, dude. Come on, but I don't know. Deshaun Watson, I doubt it. That's I mean I don't I don't even Deshaun Watson may not even play football ever again. But um, yeah, what what is going on with Deshaun Watson? I I keep seeing all these stories come out. It's like is that even legitimate? He's getting accused of sexual assault by thirteen women now. Thirteen. So I guess he he might be pulling a Bill Cosby. Is, is he pulling a Bill Cosby? I don't know. Do we not unless have any evidence and we should say unless, innocent until proven guilty? Unless 13 different women are all lying, then yeah, he's pulling a Bill Cosby. But, innocent until proven guilty, Chip. Uh, all right, that's fair. We that's are fair. not the court of public opinion. We are just yeah. podcasters who enjoy we'll, we'll our lives. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But If, if he did uh, it, he did it. But if he didn't, I don't want yeah. to stand for him in. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just say the Jets take quarterback. I think they should. Again, we don't know what's going to happen, but I think they should take quarterback. So, and then it really starts at three. Um, I think Dolphins, in my opinion, I think they should trade down uh, with a quarterback needy team. Someone like Carolina, maybe someone like Denver, uh, San Francisco, even, I think they should trade down with one of those three teams, if not another one. Um, So, you know, if that happens, then right, just like that, three quarterbacks are off the board. And then at four, you have Atlanta, who probably won't take quarterback now. So it's up to them if they want, you know, if they want to go defense. I don't really think there's a guy on defense that would be warranted to go at number four. Um, if, where did the Bengals choose three? No, they pick it. They pick after. No, they pick right before us, number five. Well, the Bengals want Sewell, don't they? I don't know. It depends. I mean, they they've made some moves in free agency. Um, you know, they, they could reunite Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I was thinking that actually. That um, could be. That's definitely a very high possibility, actually. Now that I think about it. So. You know, if they <laughs> if they think their offensive line is good enough, then they'll probably take chase so i don't think their offensive line is good enough i mean again they made some moves in free agency well uh, let, let me let me ask you this just 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 out of curiosity if sewell were to fall to our pick yeah do you take him um, he's being touted as a generational talent here's the thing about panay sewell right i understand you know, he has immense potential. He's a freak athlete. 
but he's not technically sound yet. Um, he's still kind of raw. Now, if you're a team like Cincinnati, you know, you're obviously going to play him a tackle and you're, but you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to teach him up a little bit. Cause again, like I said, he's not technically sound yet, but I understand why people love him because of his, he has freakish athleticism and he's just, he's a, he's a mauler. He's a beast. So if you can coach him up a little bit, then I think he'll be, he'll be fantastic. Um, but again, for the Eagles right now, it's just, it's not their biggest need right now. Okay. Would I be mad? I guess a little bit. Um, but I, I would understand why they're doing it. Cause again, our offensive line is so is aging, especially that right side. Um, so, I mean, I would get it, but I, I just think there's so many more pressing needs like wide receiver, like cornerback, even like even linebacker, you know, so I think, um, again, I, I wouldn't be mad though. I mean, I, I mean, I would be a little bit, like I said, I would be a little bit mad, but I would understand what they're doing. Well, all right. So if, again, they I hate Sewell, to keep... if they take Sewell and Jamar Chase is still there, then I'm furious. Okay. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I, I would like to just bring this other hypothetical up just in case. Yeah. Let's say Pitts. Chase and Sewell are off the board. Mm. Would you be mad at them trading far down for multiple picks in the future? Would I be mad? No, but it would depend on what they got back. If they well, were no, and Harry Roseman, it's going to be a bag of rocks and a pebble. <laughs> well, yeah, right. And, and if that's the case, then I'm, yeah, obviously I'm mad. But if they can get, you know, they if they can get enough back, then yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, because this team does have a lot of holes. Um, and then if if that's the case though, he pro- he'd pretty much be admitting that we're in a rebuild, which I don't think he's going to do. I mean, what are our backup options other than Waddle? I mean. I, I mean, again, again, I'd be, I'd be thrilled with Waddle, but again, I would, I, I would understand why they would, like, I, I would understand it, but you understand the hesitation for Waddle, but you also think that he's really talented. Uh, and if, if yeah, Waddle didn't get injured, you think that he would have won the Heisman, essentially? Uh, maybe not won the Heisman because you still would have had Devontae Smith taking some of those receptions, but I think, and it's starting to happen even now. I think people are going to be talking about Jalen Waddle as one of the top receivers in this draft, if not the top guy. I mean, think? I'm talking, and I'm talking over Chase. I mean, personally, for me, I think it goes Chase Waddle Smith, but I know I have heard a few people think that it's Waddle Chase Smith. Uh, you know, I, I think that we shouldn't be doubting Devonta Smith all that much. Uh, if if Chase is I, yeah. off the board, I think you go Smith. But I, I've said this before. It's the biggest thing with him is his weight. And I know I know people, some people aren't really um, worried about it. I know he's not worried about it himself. 
I just am, man. I'm telling you, 170 pounds. I mean, if you just look at him, he's skinny, man. I mean, his limbs are they're they're skinny, um, and that worries me, man. Especially in the NFL, where you're going to be getting hit a lot. I don't care what position you play, you're going to be getting hit. So, and I said this last time too. If he can put on weight, I'm more inclined to take him. But 170 pounds is very very light. And I know today, you know, there's, uh, I think Chad Johnson um, tweeted out, he's like, I was 170 pounds of college. That's fine, but you were a second round pick. You're, you're not a top 15 player like Devontae Smith was. So, okay. you know, and, you know, the Bengals were willing to take that risk. And, you know, obviously it paid off, but, you know, he's not the same player you were. Um, so, you know, teams are going to, and especially for a guy who's, you know, who won the Heisman, they're going to nitpick. Um, but yeah, that, that, the weight worries me. And I mean, I, even, even if he was, you know, even 10 pounds heavier, I would still take Jalen Waddle over him. Um, because Jalen Waddle is, he's just so, he's, he's, a, he's a fan. He's probably the best route runner in this draft. He's probably the fastest guy in this draft if not one of them. And he's the best separator in this draft. And I mean, you could put him inside, you could put him outside. So if the Eagles did get him, I would be over the moon. You think so? I would. I mean, yeah, I would. All right. Well, yeah, I guess it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what to say exactly. But uh, I'm just worried that Howie's going to screw it up. And that, that, that's the thought that keeps crossing my mind. He probably will, honestly. Honestly, don't, like, just expect him to do something stupid. Like, if you're a fan listening to this, when you're watching the draft, just expect something to go wrong or just something stupid is going to happen. And if we do get something good, then, yeah, we can be happy. But that's that's going to be my mentality going into this. Expecting Howie to screw everything up. Yep. I 100% expect Howie to screw it up. But let's move on to the Sixers as it is still the Eagles offseason. And I can only deal with so much tragedy. Also, the Eagles signed Anthony Harris. Uh, the, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let me let me retract that statement. The Eagles did sign Anthony Harris, five million for one year. I actually like that deal. Yeah, it's a fine move. Um, you know, the only thing is he's gonna be thirty in October. That's yeah, fine. Uh, but if you can get, you know, if you can get two, three, even maybe four solid years out of him, then yeah, that's a good sign. Um, you know, to me, Malik Hooker's still out there. I think he would have taken a similar deal, and he's only twenty-five, and he actually came from the Colts, where our whole freaking staff came from. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good signing. He's played well. I think he had somewhat down year last year, but uh, the two years previous were really good. So um, that's a good signing. Um, you know, it makes sense, but it's really the only signing that we have done, which is, you know, it sucks as a fan. Cause you know, you know, you want to see your, your team go out and sign guys, but we just have the money. So um, but for that uh, for that scenario, it was a good signing and a cheap deal, five million dollars for a year. We'll see if he 
can bounce back. And if he does, then sign him to a two, three year deal after that, and we'll move on. Yep. Yes, sir. Well, now let's move on to the Sixers. Pretty yes. please. How do you think they're playing without Embiid? I'm actually shocked that they're six and one heading into it, but yeah. I am pretty happy about it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I think they're playing really well, man. Um, except for that last game against New York, uh, they just squeaked by with a win. Uh, but other than that, man, they they've been playing really well, um, surprisingly well. I mean, I don't so, know. I mean, I think it's uh, Shake Milton has stepped up really, really well. Um, I think. Matisse is starting to hit his threes a little bit. That's helping. Uh, Tobias Harris is playing really well. And, uh, you know, Dwight Howard and Tony Bradley have done a fine job, if not great job, filling in for Joel Embiid. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing really well. I mean, I, I'm, you know, it wasn't, I, I wasn't expecting this, but, hey, man, if they can keep this up, then we should be fine when Embiid comes back. I don't think we will be. I think we need to make a move. All right. What kind of move do you want? I think we need to go after Kyle Lowry. Okay. And I, I'd i be willing to give up Maxi or Thibel for it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why this sudden change of heart? I think if you have Lowry coming off the bench. He wouldn't be. He would be, I think. I don't think he would be. Who'd be coming off the bench then? Seth Curry or Danny Green. Okay. If possible, you keep Maxi and Thibel. I, I, I honestly would like to keep them both. I think people who I, – I will be honest with you. I don't actually want to give up Maxi or Thibel. And hear me out. There are so many people that are so goddamn gung-ho to get rid of these young kids. It's absurd. It's like, we got to win right now, right now at this moment. You're not thinking about right now. No, I'm thinking about the next five years where I also want to win while the window is open. But nobody gives a crap. Nobody cares. There's a reason people call into Philly Sports Radio Networks aren't journalists. It's because they're idiots. (laughs) 99% of them are certified jackasses. Well, you're not wrong there. And I literally, I, I just want everyone to know. It's like, I, I'm just an average Joe. I go to work, I come home, I listen to radio, and I do a podcast. That's me. I like sports, too. But, I, I mean, I've had my fair share of hot takes. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff I listen to on radio is just like, <laughs> sell the entire franchise for one player. It's like. Well, you know, yeah, sure, go ahead, but then what's going to happen? Well, what do you mean we're going to win? It's like, okay, you win once, and then then what? Well, who cares? It's like, well, that's not how a business runs. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, you want you want sustained success. I, I do, and I think talent evaluation, talent evolution, 
and mm-hmm. talent development is, is they're they're all crucial to an organization. Maxi has shown tremendous potential. He's he's not quite there yet, but he's shown that potential. Thibel over the past couple years has developed significantly, and it's evident. It's evident this year. Why are you going to give up these guys? Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are the projects you want on a basketball team. People who can contribute while they learn. Right. You don't want a Zaire Smith on your basketball team because that dude was literally a full-on project. Right. That Brett Brown made because he's dumb. Yeah. But I, I want people to stop being so willing to give up young athletes. These guys were drafted in the first round for a reason. They had the potential. Why on God's green earth do you want them gone? But you want Kyle Lowry. I do want Kyle Lowry. However, why wouldn't someone like a Danny Green and a pick do it? Well, I don't think that's enough for him. And he's the- aging. He's old. He's on the last year of his contract. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. I mean, I would love that too, but the Raptors don't see it that way. And the only way you do get Kyle Lowry is they have to agree, and you know they they've already made it they've already made it public that if they were to trade Kyle Lowry, it would definitely be a first, and they're looking for young talent. So, you know, you know what you have to give up for them. It's and it's up to the Sixers if they want to do that. And I don't think they should. And I, I listen, I understand the people who who do want Kyle Lowry because I think he 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 does somewhat fit here. But I think we're good enough where. You know, you only have to do, you know, you, you you have to do, you don't have to make those major moves. I think, you, you know, we're, we're a few small pieces away, I think. I don't think you have to make these major moves, you know, for like Zach Levine or, or, or Kyle Lowry or, or Buddy Hill. Like, yeah, those are all great players. And, and I would understand and be happy if we did make those moves, but I don't think we have to. And like you said, we want sustained success. So why would we trade our 20, 20-year-old 20 guard who shows immense potential? And same thing with Thibault. He's, he's 23, I think. But still, I mean, he's, he's a terrific defender. So we don't have to trade those guys. Because in my opinion, this team is good enough to win a championship. We're just a few small pieces away. What are the small pieces, though? This is the year that they got to seal it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I think you need you need another scorer off the bench. Okay, and I think you need a stretch four who can shoot. Who are you looking at? 
again, it's so hard to, you know, predict on who they would they'd be interested in. Uh, but I think if you're the Sixers, you should pay really close attention to the buyout market. And, you know, call teams who are are for sure selling and see what see what they're willing to give up. And, you know, if they're willing to give up a player you like, then see if you can make a deal. So that's what I would do. I don't I can't I I can't really name anyone specific, but there are definitely guys available who fit that criteria. All right. Well, heading into uh, West Coast, they play the Warriors and Lakers without LeBron. Uh, yeah. Warriors without might... Steph and Lakers without LeBron. Yeah, we play the Clippers. I know on the road trip. I know we play. We might play. No, we just played Sacramento. Uh, who else do we play? I don't remember, but I think it's. I think we're like five or six games on the West Coast straight. So okay. we'll see what happens. That's cool. But, I mean, the games won't be till 10 o'clock, so we probably can't watch a lot of it. But Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch very much of it. I might watch the beginning, maybe first quarter, something like that. Listen, I, I got to get up for work. I'm, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, I need to perform my ritual of staring online for about 35 minutes before I go to bed and we'll get, get a shower and all that. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm I'm one of those weirdos that showers at night, by the way. So it varies for me. I sometimes do it in the morning, I sometimes do it at night. See, here here's the thing. For everyone who gets on me and is like, Oh, you shower at night? What about the morning? It's like, okay, so you're gonna lay all night long in your stank of the day, but you're gonna rip on me for trying to be clean going into the bed that I'm laying in for seven hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're completely content going into your bed after the gym and waking up and showering all that filth off after laying in it overnight. You're, you are marinating in weeks of filth, especially if you're a guy, because I know damn well you're not cleaning your sheets every week. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick and tired I mean, of people acting. Why you're yelling at me. Listen, I'm I'm yelling at people in general. I'm just in a rambling mood today. If you're one of those people who does that, then he's talking to you. Yeah. I'm most certainly talking to you. Anyways. Disgusting. Moving on. We have the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, defenseman Shane Gostisbehere. With easily one of... <laughs> The most confusing quotes I have ever seen in my life. Um, can you please go into that shit? Just, just give me a little bit of what he said. Just a tiny bit. Uh, from what I've heard, and this may be different from you, but I think it's the same thing we're talking about. Yeah, I think we're talking he about basically, the same thing. Yeah, he basically said that he thinks that but what do he say he said like they're not playing bad but 
Like, I don't even know. It didn't even make sense. They lost by nine. (laughs) And he said, well, you know, even though we lost by nine, we we didn't really play that bad out there. Like, are you high? He said, we're not playing bad. We're just turning over the puck. That's playing bad. (laughs) Is turning the puck not playing bad? And, you know, he's one of the chief culprits of it. He's nuts. Honest to God, yeah. I can't even begin to understand what goes on in that dude's head. He, you know, and the, the thing about it is, I know Elaine Vigneault always seems hesitant to use him. It, I, is is that why? Is he just? I, I don't want to say anything mean here. Is he just not like? Is his hockey IQ not that great? <laughs> You know, it seems like he always makes a bad move at the bad time. Yeah, and he nah, does do press conferences now. Maybe, yeah, maybe he just, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I hate to say this too, but maybe he wants out. So he's, you know, saying stupid stuff. I don't know. I mean, who knows what could be going on. I mean, but there's obviously something wrong and something's up. So we'll see what they do to fix it, but it, it's it's it, it's bad right now. Their their defense is it's horrendous, and you know you can't really blame one certain person, but it, it's just been everyone. It's been they just give up too many shots per game. You know, like you said earlier, Carter Hart hasn't been playing well. You know, he's given up goals that he wouldn't usually give up. And they just – and, you know, Gossipar was right on one thing. They've been sloppy with the puck, like really sloppy. So – but it's not just being sloppy with the puck. Like they can't play de- – they just can't play defense. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like it's, it's such a drastic difference from what we saw last year. And we lost one guy. Like, the Uh fact that you go from being near the top in defense to arguably the worst in in a year, where you lose one guy, something is going going on. But I, I have no idea what it could be. I have no clue, man. Honestly. And it's such a shame because this team does have a lot of talent. And it's just, it's so, it's just, it's just so bad right now. <sighs> yep. This yawn <laughs> is exactly what the Flyers are making me do right now. The hockey's not exciting. Nope. And, uh, I don't know. They still don't have that old flame that they had. No, nope. that, that, that that's the problem. Like back in my high school years, I considered myself like a really really big Flyers fan. My friends and I would get together and watch the Flyers games. That was like one of the biggest things of the week. Yep. Just getting together and watching the Flyers game. And now it's still not quite there, you know. Yeah. At, at, at this point, if the Flyers are on, it's like, yeah, I'll watch them, but that's because nothing else is on. <laughs> right. Um, like that. Right. 
Yeah, like the tournament's on tonight. I'm not watching the Flyers. I'm watching the tournament all night long. And yep. when the tournament's over, I'm going to watch replays of the tournament all night long. <laughs> yep. Speaking of the tournament, tournament. Let's get into it. Talk tourney. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, no, we can't. We can't. We can't do that. Sorry. Yeah. But you know what we're talking about. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. You, you know what we're talking about. We didn't do it, but you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, I, I, we definitely didn't say it, and I'm not going to say it, and I'm not no. going to hum it, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm going for here, I think. Right. Right. Uh, Oral Roberts, I have never seen more dirty jokes on the internet. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're not wrong, no. Um, yeah. But just in general – I mean, this tournament has had a lot of upsets, man. I mean, you know, more than usual, I think, right? Abilene I mean, Christian. Oral Roberts, Abilene Christian, Ohio. I mean, even Loyola Chicago over Illinois. Ah, now, Loyola Chicago is underrated. I thought they were a good team. Yeah. Also, Illinois, I thought was a little overrated. No, they were good, man. I watched. They, they were yeah. good, but they they weren't like they for me and like this one. I like I, I called Illinois losing that game. I bet some money on it that they would yeah. lose that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just yeah they they didn't play well. Um, you know that guy with the mustache. I don't even know his name, but he played incredible. Um, so. Yeah, that was, I mean, just a lot of a lot of surprising, you know, things to go that happened. Um, a lot of upsets. I mean, it's been it's been a great tournament so far, and we're not even like I said, we're not even fully set in the Sweet Sixteen yet. So who knows what's gonna happen? Oh, the Sweet Sixteen. How it brings back memories. Hmm. Remember when the tournament actually happened and it didn't take a year off? Yep. That was great. Now it's back. And we never have to take a year off ever again. Hopefully. Well, getting back to it, uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted as I am also watching the tournament as we speak <laughs> right now. Uh, Michigan is playing LSU and uh, – LSU is trying to mount a comeback, and they're failing miserably. So, oh well, but I didn't have that game. So, I think my sleeper team going through, uh, other than Loyola Chicago, is going to be Syracuse. I think the Qs can actually go really far. I was just going to say that, actually, yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to stop Buddy Beheim. Yeah, man, he looked, uh, man, he looked good. He looked really good. Um, you know, it's funny, like, in that game, what was it, last night where they played West Virginia, I mean, they were leading most of the game. I know West Virginia made it a game at the end, but, I mean, they, you know, they were handling handling West Virginia for most of the game. Um, and, and Buddy Beheim is just, he can score at will. So, I mean, it's going to be hard to stop him, but... 
Uh, yeah, man, that's that's definitely a dark horse team. Even Loyola Chicago could be a dark horse team. Um, they looked really, really good. I like Loyola Chicago, and uh, I don't know who put it on the internet. Uh, it could have been Barstool or something, but one of the players on Loyola Chicago looks exactly like Farva from Super Troopers, and it's just so funny. If <laughs> 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 you've seen the picture, I have, yeah. But, uh, you know, this has been a very fun tournament um, for brackets and for gambling, especially. It's just like it, it's been a mystery. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it, you could always say that with any tournament that's ever existed. But this one, for some reason, something just seems a little different. Am I wrong? No, I mean, you know, I think obviously, like you said, and I think taking that year off made it where when this tournament started you were like you know finally you know it's finally back um and then just the upsets like i said it before there's just been a lot um you know other than the other than a 16 seed every seed at least one of them moved on to the second round and i don't think we've ever seen that before um so it's just been fun it's been a fun tournament so far, and, you know, hopefully it only gets better. It would get better for me if Villanova beats Baylor. That would be, yeah, that would be definitely be uh, a plus, for sure. For Villanova to beat Baylor, they're going to have to knock down their shots, they're going to have to disrupt Baylor's passing, and they're going to have to really put pressure on the lane so it doesn't collapse and open up those three-point shots for Baylor. Is that fair? That's fair. It's definitely fair. Uh, they, need, they also need to play good defense. Um, you know, Baylor plays fantastic defense, so you know you know what you're getting with that. Um, well, see, and I, to combat that, I will say Jay Wright is very good at adjusting his program to another team. Uh, Definitely. Also, and, and you've seen it, with the Chris Archie Diacono starting. Yeah. Never starting before. First start the tournament. And has been killing it since. Yeah. And, you know, we watched the game uh, last night. You know, he was given Eric Dixon minutes. Which is something he didn't really do during the regular season. So... I mean, he, he, you know, he definitely makes adjustments. Uh, he watches film and, you know, he goes over the scouting report with the guys and they, they come up with a plan to try and combat it. And, and if they're successful, then that, you know, they have a good chance of winning. So, um, that's what Jay writes, you know, he's been so good at over the years. That's why he's been so successful. Um, cause you know, he's, he's great at adjusting. Um, and you know, he's great at being creative as well. You know, he he comes up with these weird lineups sometimes that just work for the situation. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good game, in my opinion. I think it's going to be close uh, and hopefully we'll see what happens. But it's, it's going to be a tough game, though, for 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 Villanova, though. I, I you know, as much as we love to, um, you know, praise Jay Wright and, you know, for good reason. But Baylor's good, man. They're a really, really good, solid team. Um, well, I said it. I, I, I told you this personally. I said if Villanova makes the Sweet 16, I'm not going to be angry about losing. Yeah, 
Definitely, because now if they know, get the, if they get past it, a championship or bust. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, definitely this this team. Um, you know, we I don't think really a lot of people expected this team to make it that far in the tournament. I you know obviously with Gillespie going down. Um, so we'll see. You know, well, anything, well, that's the thing yeah. with them getting knocked so much going up against Winthrop. Do you think they didn't notice that? Maybe oh, like. Sure. Oh, Okay. Yeah, everyone has us losing today. You ready to show these scrubs who can right. win with or without their starting point guard? I, I am a hundred percent certain if Nova played Winthrop ten times, they win nine out of ten times without Gillespie. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. That definitely played a factor. Uh, you know, them being doubted a lot. I mean, you know, obviously Jay Wright's gonna use that to his advantage. So, and he did. So, well, uh, and, but that, but that's the thing, and you know, uh, there's a lot of people who argue like, oh, Villanova is not a Philly school, whatever it is. There are some staunch parallels with the Eagles Super Bowl run and the Villanova championship run. Both teams were the heavy underdogs every single time. Yeah. Every single time, it felt like they overcame an obstacle every win that they had. It seemed like they were going into a massacre every single game they both had. Yep. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it's just because I'm a fan of both that I saw that, but that was one of the unique characteristics that I was like, you know, this is this is going to be something good, and they've been doubted since the beginning of the tournament again, and I, I don't know, man, if if they can get past this game, I feel the magic. For sure, for sure. I mean, you know, they're they're going to be doubted again, because uh, you know, obviously Baylor's number one seed and. So they, they're going to be the underdog, and, you know, we'll see if Jay Wright can use that again. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely anything, you know, any if we if they can beat Baylor, I think anything past that is just a plus. Because, again, I, I didn't think a lot of people expected this team to, you know, make a run. Um, and that's what it would be if they if they got past Baylor. So, um, it's like I said, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, should be close, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, on that note, I think we've reached our destination for the day, wouldn't you say, Chip? Yep. You can find us at phlsportsnation.com, where you can also find all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can find us on Anchor there. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now on iHeartRadio. We're there wherever podcasts are distributed, and if we're not, please shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com and let us know where the hell we can go for you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at phlthebandwagon, or excuse me, at the PHL bandwagon. You can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. You can follow us on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. Um, you can also engage in our Twitter polls. We really do appreciate when you guys reach out to us. We appreciate when you guys share and answer. Um, we love the fact that our polls get so much engagement from the Philly fan base because it does give us a lot of different perspectives. Uh, some of them are those jackass perspectives, which I spoke of earlier, but majority of them are very sound and good reason. And we like to comment back as long as you're not telling us to go F ourselves. Um, that just makes us sad. Um, anything to add to that chip? But I mean, Hey, if you want to tell us that, go ahead. I mean, you can't, you can, our our DMS are open. You can just DM us. Don't expect a response. 
but you, I mean, hey, if you hate us, let us know. You know, like, you, you don't you need know. a response. You, you you just know just know that when I see it, I'm gonna be like, huh? Yeah. That's you mean. know, self self loathing. You know, we I do it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, like it's just gonna make us self loathe each other even more. And uh, yeah. yeah, and just know, like you, you you did your best to really insult us. You know, but, and. Just like Howie Roseman does his best to insult the Eagles uh, fan base. Right. And, you know, again, if we see it, just know that you're adding to the uh, self-loathing part. And, uh, you know, hey, good on you, you know. I hope Howie Roseman messages us and says that we should go F ourselves. I hope he does, too. Yeah, I hope it's just Howie Roseman, specifically. I would actually love that, actually. That would be, like, one of the high points of my life, honestly. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, well, you guys told me to, so I did. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? We did. Yeah, and <laughs> I'll reply, hey, you know what, Howie, still hate you, but thanks for the response. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. I, I, I would I would agree with you that. Yeah. Still, so. still don't like you. Still yeah. still think you're still a piece of crap. But you're, yeah, you, you ruined this franchise, but hey. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you hate us, we hate you, the feeling's mutual, but, you know, the response, I, I love it. Yeah, you, you know, I, I got to appreciate it. I, I can't do anything else. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys at the next stop. Thanks for joining us for the ride.